Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. Stand up for your country. Well, the Fox News defamation trial underway in Delaware. And I don't want to sound conceited. Far be it from me, right? But you'll get the best coverage of this here because I know what's going on. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So a quick reminder, this case could settle at any time, all right? So even though the trial has begun, if the two, if Fox News and the Dominion um, voting machine people uh, come together and with a settlement, then it evaporates. So just keep that in mind. So how do we get here? You know, we went over this yesterday in defamation. If you want to read about it, go to BillOReilly.com, punch up my column, okay, um, about malice and and i don't want to go over that again but it's there for anybody to read you don't have to be a premium member just go and read it so fox news began in october of 1996 i was on board um my show was the o'reilly report it was at six o'clock um and it took two years and me being promoted to the eight o'clock slot which happened fairly quickly and then I changed the name to the O'Reilly Factor for the network to take off. And it was, I always knew it would, because all the other television media skewed left. Not as bad as it is today, but it was a liberal industry. And I had worked at ABC and CBS. I saw it. I know it. So when the Fox News people came to me, I didn't care about ideology at all. I just wanted to do good reporting and analysis. They didn't even ask me. Um, are you conservative? Are you liberal? Nobody asked me about worry. They hired me because of my journalistic chops, as they say. 
So I did a program that was an honest program, and we up in the ratings, and we passed Larry King, and, and the rest is history, as they say. Now, in the beginning, uh, Fox News was staffed mostly by journalists and some liberal journalists. You remember Catherine Cryer from CNN, um, and then Mike Schneider was a primary news guy. I'm not going to say they were avid liberals, but they were certainly on the left. And, and it was equally divided between people who had traditional points of view and others who were more liberal. And it was never a problem. It, w- it was like everybody worked together and, and that was that. And then Fox News started to dominate as the O'Reilly factor became by far the most successful cable news program in history and remains so today. All right. The left went wild. And I had to deal with an unbelievable amount of attacks, as you all know, if you follow my career, uh, unrelenting from the New York Times, the Washington Post, uh, NBC News, you name it, okay, because they were, they feared us. We had a lot of power. Um, And then we just made money, a colossal amount of money, okay. And um, nothing really changed in the hierarchy. Roger Ailes was the boss. He maintained that up until seven years ago. In the process, I was, as Dennis Miller called me, the beat cop at Fox News. So if there was anything crazy, I would deal with it on my program. I'm going to give you a vivid example. You'll all remember this. Remember the birther thing? President Obama was born in Kenya, so he was ineligible to be president. Remember that? Okay, that took a little bit of root among conservatives at Fox News. So I had my investigators, and I had probably the best staff ever assembled in the history of television news because I picked them, and they had to go through rigorous Navy SEAL-like training. So we uncovered in Honolulu, the two newspapers that printed the birth announcement of Barack Obama. Okay, that could not have been faked. We had to go into what they call the morgue, which is where old news uh, stories are put by the individual newspapers around the country. We dug it out. It's impossible to uh, contrive it, to, to uh, it was absolutely 100% legitimate. That stopped the birther thing dead at Fox News. Trump continued to peddle it. And then I brought him on and I hit him right between the eyes with what we had. So if you ever hear anybody saying that I'm in a tank for Trump, you know it's BS. Okay, whether it was Muslims demonstrating after 9-11, whether it was John McCain, whether it was the birther stuff, I was the one that confronted Donald Trump when I thought he was out of line. And I do that to this day. And to his credit, he never disassociated himself with me. To his credit. Okay. When I left Fox News six years ago, the beat cop left. And management changed. And the new management was not journalistically inclined. They were business people. They wanted to make money, even more money. 
So the template changed from what we did and many other programs did on Fox News. Remember Hannity and Combs and all of that, which was robust debate, both sides. Okay? So you would hear opposing points of view. Me and Barty Frank, me and John Stewart, even Colbert was on my program. Okay, I would bring on almost anybody to have a spirited debate. If they lied, they got what Barty Frank got, which wasn't pleasant. Now that's gone, not only at Fox News, but all across the board. So now it's the host or the pundit gives an opinion, and then the guest pretty much agrees with that opinion. There are exceptions, not many. Almost every segment on my program, The Factor, featured two sides to whatever we were talking about. If Fox News had that same system in place, now it would not be in a Delaware courtroom facing a billion-dollar judgment. And believe me, it's far beyond that. There's another lawsuit by Smartmatic coming up. They're going to be... Shareholder lawsuits against, it's never going to end. Never mind the court of public opinion. Okay, so that sets the stage. Now, when I was at Fox, the organization achieved a little bit of credibility in the outside media. For example, I was on Letterman, Leno, Kimmel, The View, many, many times, dozens of times. I had four movies produced from the killing books in Hollywood, dealing with Hollywood people. Okay, I was nominated for two Emmys as executive producer of those movies. Again, Hollywood. I gave out a Kennedy Center's award to Herbie Hancock. So we were in the mainstream. They never liked us they being the corporate media. But we were there. That's gone. Gone. Fox News is isolated now, stands on its own. That was the column I wrote this Sunday about every media operation in this country wants Fox to lose. And they're maliciously attacking the Fox News channel without hearing any testimony. A guy named Michael Hiltzig in the L.A. Times, which is now the furthest left big city newspaper in the country. It's past the New York Times. I didn't think that was possible, but it is. He's calling for Fox News to be taken off all the cable systems, this fascist Hiltzig. That's what he wants. Okay, And Colbert, the worst, believe me, the worst. Here's what he said. Back stateside, we're all excited because today was supposed to be the first day of Dominion's defamation trial against Fox News. But early this morning, when I was all set with a breakfast of popcorn and champagne, I learned that the Dominion versus Fox trial was delayed. No. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. You cannot take this away from me. This is my Super Bowl. I can't tell you, Ness, and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> But you know how, now I like Stewart. Gavin though Stewart and I are 180 degrees. Him? Okay, so 
I don't know what's going to happen in this trial. I'm going to report it fairly. Unfortunately, the trial will not be covered fairly. The lead reporter for the Associated Press, Amanda David Bowder, he hates Fox. Hates it. Hates me Hope from day one. He's the lead reporter for the Associated Press on a trial. It's insane. Mediaite's first article on it was fair. A guy named Aidan McLaughlin. Okay? So... But I'm watching everybody. I'm watching the trial and everybody covering the trial. So keep it here if you want to know what really happens. No matter what happens, Fox has to pay a billion dollars or whatever. It will remain in business. But its core audience has shrunk to three million people now. Okay? Now I was on the two runs, five, six million. And the demographic, 25 to 54 viewers, has almost disappeared, not only for Fox, but also CNN and MSNBC. There is a flight away from television news and on the networks, too, or any no growth at all anywhere. And now they're going to start to cut salaries and, and lay people off. And it's inevitable. It's over. OK, but it will be there. The three million who are core Fox viewers will not turn away no matter what happens. And that's the memo. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you, and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Joe Biden's schedule. Again, he had nothing. He did nothing. Uh, never does anything. Uh, he gave some remarks to uh, help families access health care or something. I, I don't know what he did, but it wasn't anything to do with you, me, and the American people. All right, let's go to favorability on Joe Biden, because it's getting pretty tense there now for the Democrats. So there are two polls out in April, the Economist left-leaning poll, very liberal. All right, favorable on Joe Biden, 48, unfavorable, 51. Uh, Then they have an ABC News poll, favorable on Biden, 34, unfavorable, 48. So uh, unfavorable... um, about the same, but favorable, big, big difference. Uh, Trump, um, economists again, liberal poll, favorable 45, unfavorable 53. ABC News poll, and remember, ABC News hates Donald Trump. So does CBS, and so does NBC. Favorable for Trump 25, unfavorable 61. So, the left-leaning economist polls got favorable Trump 45. <laughs> the ABC's gotten 25. Anyway, both men are underwater as far as Americans liking them. This isn't job approval. This is just do we like them or not. Okay, let's bring in uh, one of the smartest guys in the country to talk about politics. His name is Doug Schoen. You know him. All right, he's got a book out, Power. The 50 Truths About Power, which I actually read 
and uh, learned. And he's a Democrat political strategist, comes to us from New York City. All right. Any thoughts on my uh, rather extensive monologue about the Fox News trial? Yeah, my take on it is that it's a difficult burden for Dominion to overcome to win this trial. Um, The actual malice standard, and I say this as a recovering lawyer, Bill, is a very high standard to come across and or to meet. And from what I've read, while there were people on both sides of the issue, many people who were skeptical about what Trump was saying, this was all, in my judgment, in the case of opinions, uh, whether right or wrong, but opinions, and free speech. So um, it it certainly uh, is problematic in the sense that we wouldn't want uh, misinformation on our uh, media uh, unrebutted, but as a matter of law and fact, I don't think this is liable. Okay, but what you think doesn't drive with what the jury thinks, Doug, and I'll explain it, okay? That's true. So facts override theory for the regular folks. Mm -hmm. So Dominion is going to come in and say there was a reckless disregard for the truth, which is one, the most important um, tenet of reproving malice. They're going to make that case pretty strong to those jurors. And then the Fox News lawyers are going to do just what you did. It's opinion, First Amendment, and, and the jurors are going to go like this. Their eyes are going to glaze over. Because it's easy to understand when you have people saying one thing on television and then behind the scenes saying the exact opposite. That's what the jury is going to hear. And then you're going to have reckless disregard for the truth. So if I'm a betting man and I'm not, I put my money on Dominion. If it is a absolutely, a guy, you know, a jury full of people who read your book, who have a master's degree in political science and who know the Constitution, be another story. But it isn't. Now, your argument then will come in on appeal. Exactly. Federal judges. Yes. So I think Fox is going to get whacked and they'll appeal and then it'll get into the Constitution and and all that. All right, let's get to current politics here. So uh, I was reading your uh, point of view, which tell the audience who's watching and listening on our 100 radio affiliates. um, When I have a guest, I get a point of view and a guest, you know, obviously what they believe so I can prepare. So Doug Schoen believes that Ron DeSantis made a huge mistake in Florida with abortion, correct? Correct, absolutely. Six weeks is well outside the mainstream of what the American people want. Bill, the American people believe the right to abortion should exist. They favor limitations on it, but they don't want to go to six weeks. Common sense suggests that that goes too far. And that would be the new Florida law with no exceptions. Correct. Health of the mother, rape or incest, uh, anything like that. Surely DeSantis and his people know that. They know what happened in the uh, midterm elections where the Republicans didn't do nearly as well as they should have done uh, facing a terrible economy, a Biden economy. 
and abortion was part of that. Surely DeSantis understands that. So why do you think he's pushing this six-week law? Good question, Bill. I think he's trying to out-Trump Trump, move as far to the right as he can and say, look, I represent the same policies as Trump, but unlike him who produces chaos and controversy, I'm a decent, mainstream, successful governor. Wouldn't have been how I would have run. I would have told him to offer a big tent to conservatives and moderates who are still in the party, but his theory of the case is different. He's just trying to move as far right as he can. I don't understand that because Trump doesn't, he's not an abortion warrior, Trump. I understand. I mean, he wouldn't support a six-week um, ban on it, I don't believe. I mean, you know, you never know with him. Um, but he, he's not a, no. a conservative ideologue in the sense that he's on a mission. I mean, his mission is to get votes for himself. That's his mission. Um, and, and it's always been his mission, and people who support him understand that. So this is an unforced error by DeSantis, I believe. Um, and then he said some foreign policy things about Ukraine that didn't really stack up. And so I, I'm starting to think that he may not be as formidable a candidate as we thought maybe six months ago. I, I completely agree, Bill. And the fact that he was reelected in November, and it is now the middle of April, and he's not really announced. In fact, he hasn't announced, and he's looking at July 4th, means that he's conceded eight months of campaign time to Trump, and the numbers have been very clear, whoever's poll you look at, that Trump has, at this point, a commanding lead nationally and in virtually every state. Yeah, but that, that lead is based on the indictment against him in New York and the other witch hunt stuff that he has to face, is right. it not? That's, that's, a, that's a large part of it. But it's also that he's been out there with a message. And we really haven't heard much from DeSantis other than six weeks on abortion, permitless carry on guns, fighting with Disney. Uh, you know, the, yes, the right wants to fight with woke, but... As you've said compellingly, Bill, leadership of the country is about what are you going to do for me, not what's your ideology. All right. So now leadership of the country is in the hands of Joe Biden. Uh, Wall Street Journal editorial today says the average working family in America has lost $7,000 in the two years plus Biden has been in office because of inflation. Um, the foreign policy is an absolute mess and dangerous to us, even though most Americans don't understand that quite yet. That's coming. And the Democrats know that Biden is a terrible president. They know they don't have anybody to replace him, right? Well, that's exactly right. I mean, the alternatives are frankly worse. I mean, if you look at Kamala Harris, she is not a credible alternative. Uh, and the bench is bereft of talent. So Biden is literally the strongest of a weak crowd, but the polling now, virtually everything I've seen, shows either a dead heat between Biden and Trump, which is where I think it is, or even in some cases, Trump in a narrow lead. Yeah. All right, well, a lot of things could happen. Now, final uh, question. Sure. Um, Fox News is by far and away with the death of Rush Limbaugh, 
the driver of Republican politics in this country. All right. They are not going to support Donald Trump. Because Rupert Murdoch, the man who owns the corporation primarily, doesn't want Trump to be president. That is clear. Mm -hmm. So, number one, the Republican, the Trump Republicans, the MAGA people, they lose that tremendous force. Okay, and number two, Trump himself loses it. And if this Dominion lawsuit is successful, that's going to drive Newsmax out of business because they're next. Newsmax is next and Newsmax can't pay. So if Fox were to lose, Newsback, you could say them goodbye. So it'll be almost 100% electronic media arrayed against Trump, and that includes Fox News Channel that doesn't want Trump. And my take on this is if you look at the 2018, 2020, and 22 uh, elections, the backlash in the general election against Trump and his policies and actions as president has been very strong. And I think the reason the Biden people, the Democrats, want Trump to be the nominee is pretty simple. For the reasons you articulate and others, Trump is by far the weakest candidate. Well, I don't think he's the weakest candidate uh, on policy. I think he governed well. No, Um, as an overall candidate. Yeah, but it's his polarizing point of view that I still think he could adjust to. But without, uh, you know, the Fox News machine behind him, and I don't think most people have taken this into consideration, he, Trump loses a lot of power. He, he does, but his ability to communicate, Bill, using alternative channels of communication has been second to none. I say in my book, Power, that he controls the dialogue every day, whether it be Twitter, Truth Social, whatever. And so I don't minimize Trump's chances, especially if Biden's numbers stay in the mid-40s or lower, as you report them to be. Well, a year from now, Biden's not even going to be able to go to work. So that's where we're going to be. That's how fast he's deteriorating, in my opinion, my humble opinion, Doug. Thank you very much for helping us out. We really appreciate it. And we'll check in with you from time to time as the primary season unfolds. Okay. All right, let's uh, have some straight talk about violence. As we reported yesterday in Alabama, uh, a terrible Sweet 16 party. Um, We got 28 people hurt, four dead, as African-Americans shot other African-Americans. Okay, it wasn't reported that way, but that's what happened. 1030 on a Saturday night, big, big party. Okay, guys come in with guns. Um, there aren't any arrests, but one of those killed is, is who's dead is considered a suspect. I don't, I can't even get into this thing because it's like a news blackout out of Alabama. And then we had, uh, a, a series of other crazy stuff happen over the weekend in Compton, California, with the highest crime rates in the country. This is a suburb of Los Angeles, a hundred plus youths, mostly minorities, stormed into an Arco gas station and looted the place. Okay, just stole thousands of dollars worth of merchandise and damaged the store almost beyond repair. And everybody saw this. 
And this happened because of Internet. They said, we're all going down to the Arco and we're going to break in. No arrests. Not unusual in L.A. Happened at 2.30 in the morning. Okay? Nobody arrested. I think. Let me just check this. Uh, 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 One person. One person. The L.A. County Sheriff's Office has arrested. One. Hundred there. Cameras everywhere. They don't want. They don't want to control it. Okay, so then we go to Kansas City. So 16-year-old Ralph Yarl is going to pick up his brother, his twin brother, and take him home. He gets the address wrong. He knocks on a door. An 84-year-old Andrew Lester shoots him twice. For what? If Lester was afraid, which he probably was, don't open the door. So he's charged with a whole bunch of stuff in Kansas City. And and the kid, he's 16. He's still alive. He's not dead. But all he's doing is knocking on the door. He got the address wrong. I mean, this is insane. All right. And then in upstate New York, 20-year-old Kalen Gillis and two friends pull into somebody's property, Kevin Monahan, 65 years old, they're lost, okay? They're in upstate New York. And Monahan allegedly comes out and fires shots into the car, killing 20-year-old Kaylin Gillis. What the deuce is going on? Well, I'll tell you what's going on, okay? Fear, anger, and hatred. That's what's going on. The fear is that older people see the unbelievable criminality on television, all right, and they're afraid. And then you have anger because people are saying, what is happening to my country? Why are violent criminals being let out on the street and not prosecuted? Fear, anger, and then hate. Race hate on both sides. Both sides. Black and white. All right? You combine those three, and you got people dropping all over the place. So this society is screwed up. And it's mainly the fault of the politicians and the media. It makes me sick. FBI arrests two Chinese agents, allegedly, uh, in New York City. So here's what's going on. Um, China has infiltrated into America agents like the CIA. We infiltrate our people in countries all over the world to look for Chinese dissidents in places like Chinatown, New York, who write in the local newspapers and and broadcast outlets for Chinese and and report back to Beijing on what they're doing. These are low-level spies, and they're all over the place. And the FBI is now tracking them down, okay? It's actually an organized thing. Um, the Special Project Working Group out of Beijing. 
Special Project Working Group is what it's called. It's all over, all over the world. Now, there are right-wingers saying, well, the Chinese are infiltrating across the southern border. I get letters every day on that. All you have to do is have a passport, and you can fly from China to the United States. You don't need to sneak in across the border. You just need to get on an airplane. Okay. Now, there was a vote in the House of Representatives to hold China accountable for the spy balloon. Remember the spy balloon? Okay, the vote. (laughs) This is incredible. Four far-left loons and two conservatives voted against the bill to hold China accountable. This is a symbolic bill. Jamal Bowman, Ilan Omar, Delilah Ramirez, Rashida Tlaib. All of those people are the furthest left you can get, okay? But Warren Davidson, Ohio Republican, Thomas Massey, Kentucky Republican voted against it too. So this is House Resolution 1151, upholding sovereignty of airspace. It passed 405 to six. Those six voted against it. So we called uh, Davidson's office. We couldn't get anything from them. Okay, okay. But Massey, uh, he said he voted against it because it gives authority to act as a judge, juror, and executioner over the imposition of sanctions, blah, 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 blah. It's like, it's a symbolic thing. Russia update. So we got two Americans being held by Putin. Ivan Gershkovitz is the Wall Street Journal reporter charged with spying, 31 years old. Uh, Finally, the American ambassador got to meet him yesterday. And they're holding him uh, on nothing. He's not a spy. It's ridiculous. Then we have the former Marine, Paul Whelan, 53 years old, who's been held for four and a half years. So, incredibly, on the reporter's point of view, Biden has said nothing. He did say something about Whelan. It's bad. He's done nothing, Biden. He didn't even say anything about the Wall Street Journal reporter. Not a word. Is that unusual? No, it's not. In another vote, the House unanimously, all right, unanimously, that never happens, 410 to zero, condemned Russia for downing the U.S. drone. Remember that? Okay, it's condemnation. Has President Biden said one word about the downing of the drone? No, nothing. It is staggering. Staggering is the word. Okay, I don't know what else to do. This guy, he's not here. Biden, he's not here. Smart life. So the Nature Medicine Journal publishes a study. Stats are unbelievable, okay? 14 million people all over the world have diabetes now. And 37 million Americans, one in 10 of us, have diabetes. That doesn't make sense, does it? So, no, the 14 million are new cases. 37 million, let's just stay in America. 37 million Americans have diabetes. You can lose your limbs. And it's all diet-driven. It's some heredity. And then they put out, we've been telling you this for years, 
this is what causes diabetes, bad diet. So, okay, muffins, cakes, crackers, pasta. Pasta turns to sugar. Sugar is bad, okay? Sodas, sweet tea, fruit drinks, lemonade, trans fats, butter, whole milk, cream, cheese, fried foods, hot dogs, bacon, deli meats. Now, the deli meats are the processed stuff, okay? So, are you supposed to not eat it? You don't have to not eat that stuff. You just have to trim it down, okay? Moderation. I'm, look, I, got, I had high blood sugar, and I knocked it out by changing my diet. But I didn't knock everything out except bread. I only eat the sourdough bread now. The rest of the bread I don't eat. I eat more tuna, less processed meat, but I still use whole milk. I'm not crazy. But boom, my blood sugar went right down. So I don't want you to get diabetes because it's terrible. The day in history, April 18th, 1906, the San Francisco earthquake, 1906, 3,000 people dead, 200,000 refugees. Okay? Quake struck at 5.13 a.m., 8.0 on the Richter scale. And it was, the army had to come in and house the refugees. And there was a edict from the army because it was a curfew, dawn to dusk curfew. If you violate the curfew, we shoot you on sight. And they did. Because they didn't want looting, they didn't want all of this stuff. They shot them. Now, subsequently, there have been a number of earthquakes in the Bay Area. Uh, August 1979, 16 people injured. January 1980, 44 people injured. October 89, that was the big World Series one, I believe. Uh, 63 people died. I was out there for that. Um, 4,000 injured. And August 2014, one dead, 250 injured in the Bay Area. All right, we got a good final thought here that you're going to profit from, I believe, at least emotionally. Um, and we have mail in a moment. All right, let's get to the mail. Kathy Concierge, remember, direct access to me. Thank you, Kathy. Could it be said that Dominion and all the other lawsuits against Fox and Newsmax are actively trying to shut down conservative viewpoints? If they are successful, the only viewpoints that will be heard are liberal and woke. Dominion wants money. They want money. I mean, they're no fans of Fox, but that's the primary motivator. Mark, it's such an injustice that Fox is being roasted in the media and now heard financially through the courts for allegedly doing something the other mainstream media outlets do 10 times worse. What about is doesn't cut it, Mark? If Fox did something wrong and it looks like they did, okay, you have to pay the price. What about is You're right. The others are hypocrites. We know that. But you just can't dismiss Donna, concierge member. Thank you, Donna. I'm very interested in the trial. Will Fox News cover it? No. They're not going to. They haven't covered it up to this point in any meaningful way, and I don't believe they'll cover it. Uh, Deborah, the liberal media wants Fox completely gone. Then the evil rhetoric the liberal media is spewing will become truth. Certainly that is in play. There's no doubt about it. Rob Cunliff, Westfield, New Jersey. Hypothetically, if Fox loses in court, could the door be open for defamation lawsuits against the left-wing news networks? Yeah, you could sue if you want, but you'll lose. 
unless you can show damages and malice and all of that. Plus, you better have $10 million to pay the attorneys. I mean, that's the system. Uh, Neil Watko, Crested Butte, Colorado. Beautiful town, Neil. Bill, please advise if Donald Trump is mandated to attend the future Republican debates. No, not attend, but he wants to attend. He can, he's going to go after his competition. Ginny Nims, Blackwood, New Jersey. Have you ever asked Donald Trump about his plans during the campaign to ensure legal elections? Yeah, you can't ensure legal elections. It's the states. The individual states monitor the elections. Feds can't do anything about it. There's an election commission. I mean, if I were running for president, I would have my people at the polling places with cameras. But a candidate can't do anything about it other than send people out to watch. Bill Forrest, Woodbridge, Virginia, please clarify why the left despises Clarence Thomas. Come on, you know why. He's conservative. He's anti-abortion. I mean, I don't have to do that. Catherine, it's frustrating to live in a world where so many have bad manners. This weekend, I noticed something. There were many well-educated individuals who have no political concerns whatsoever. They're totally oblivious to what's happening. Absolutely. It's not a matter of poor or rich. It's a matter of me, 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 me. If you're a narcissist, you don't care about anything else. Okay, word of the day is poltroon, P-O-L-T-R-O-O-N. Don't be a poltroon. Back with a final thought in a moment. All right, here's the final thought of the day. In my message, I told you over the weekend, I was driving down from New England. A guy cut me off on the Mass Pike. He had a bumper sticker on his Honda, which said, religion, fake news. Now, I wasn't upset. I was inspired. So I've got a bumper sticker for you. Let's throw it on up on radio. It reads, atheism, nothing there. They will be available momentarily. We're making them as I speak. How can you get them? If you buy anything in our BillOReilly.com store, anything for mom, for dad, for yourself, the books, the Team Normal gear. Let's take a look at the Team Normal gear, which is fabulous. Okay. We'll send you two Atheism Nothing There bumper stickers. It's great. We have to fight back. Okay, we who know that religion's not bad unless it's abused. You gotta fight back. Can we not let these guys get away? I'm not let that Honda driver get away with it. Slapping that. Atheism, nothing. It's funny. And it's true. You're atheist, you're blowing at anything. <laughs> it's you know. The little amoeba surfing in the ocean becomes a brontosaurus. Yeah, okay, Bill Maher. Sure. <laughs> Let's show the colors. Team Normal gear. We're Team Normal. And the bumper sticker. Atheism, nothing there. You buy anything. Two stickers on their way to you free of charge. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll have the best coverage on the Fox trial, and we will see you tomorrow.